At the third stroke, it will be time for the town hall tapes. Beep. 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 Shit the bed. Hello there, you're listening to Town Hall Tapes, your half-decent podcast dealing about local government communities in South London, particularly in Lambeth and Greenwich. I'm Daryl Chamberlain. With me uh, at the other end of this phone line is coffee-flavoured mild drinker of the year, Jason Cobb. Completely uh, hangover-free now, uh, sobered up and ready to delight our listeners with the Town Hall Tapes running order, which is your cue, sir. Which is, uh, we, we were kicking off with uh, an interesting launch of some community housing, which uh, has a little bit more to it than meets the eye. Um, a rather interesting far encounter with the far right at Woolwich Town Hall. And we'll be talking about tenant ballots in Vauxhall. So, Jason, do you want to kick off with uh, this town of community housing? Steve Reed. Oh, I remember him. My old friend, Steve Reed. Aww. Uh Once the um, rather charismatic leader of Lambeth Council, mm. and now the MP for Croydon North. Good evening, Mr Inside Croydon, by the way. Good evening, Mr Inside Croydon. Yep, so uh, Steve Reid MP, the um, MP for Croydon North, was speaking at Westminster just over a week ago. Um, it was the launch of the Cooperative Council's Innovation Network Community-Led Housing Report. Steve That's does, a lot of buzzwords there. Steve does like his buzzwords and his titles. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, and really, it was, as the title suggests, how co-op councils uh, can lead on community housing. But only Ooh. two days earlier, uh, back in Steve's old patch, uh, Lambeth Council Cabinet, um, they passed, uh, um, they agreed on a Cabinet report to lend £300 million of public money to a new private company to regenerate mm-hmm. three estates in Lambeth. So there seems a little bit of conflict taking place there. Yeah. Very, 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 yeah, very cooperative for some, I guess. Yep, so Steve is the honorary president of the Cooperative Council's Innovation Network. I should just say, whatever it is, um, um, can we try and abbreviate this? Uh, it, was, it was established shortly after uh, um, Steve uh, tried to rebrand Lambeth as the Cooperative Council. Um, mm. And the essence, really, his key message coming out of this uh, launch in Westminster over a week ago, the quote is, we have to put, I could put my Steve Reed voice on, but um, I'll just probably <laughs> break down with this podcast. Uh, we have to put people back in control, leading to more resilient, stronger communities. And he went on mm. to say that having uh, 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 this kind of process, it involves residents in addressing housing needs. This hopefully would resonate back in Lambeth at Cressingham yeah. Gardens, because uh, the Cressingham People's Plan at Cressingham Gardens, they tried to do just this. They put together, they fully costed out a report. They had input from professional architects, from people in finance, uh, showing how, as a community, they could work together and regenerate their estate. Lambeth Council looked at it for all of literally five minutes, pushed it to one side and pressed on with a complete demolition and uh, regeneration plans. Not very cooperative. No, but um, so I, it got me thinking. I wanted to actually go through Steve's wonderful Cooperative Council's Innovation Network Community-Led Ooh. Housing Report. It's a 75-page report. I went through mm. it. I tell a lie. I typed in Control-F and did a quick search on my uh, MacBook. I wanted to find out, really, if there was any mention of Lambeth Council. Um, yeah. And there was. There was one mention in this 75-page report, which is a bit strange because Lambeth Council was one of the founding partners of the whole network. But only kind of one reference, and again, um, I can quote, it says, the Summerlayton Road project involving Lambeth Council and Brixton Green will produce 301 new homes. Um, 
But also last week, uh, in another fine Brixton hyperlocal publication, uh, we learned that the mysterious Brixton Green were booted off the project to be replaced by Homes for Lambeth, the private company oh. which Lambeth Cabinet set up. It's very cooperative for Homes for Lambeth, I guess, but uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, um, we're, getting around, we're getting around to that time, Darrell, where soon we can uh, go through the party manifestos that should be dropping ahead of the local elections uh, in May. Lambeth Council last time in 2014, strangely, sorry, Lambeth Labour strangely in 2014, they admitted that they were a cooperative council, leading many to think perhaps that the co-op dream is over. And then once we had the one-party borough again, they pressed on with the supposedly cooperative agenda. Um, so I'd be keen to see now how this housing fits in. This is the Town Hall Tapes. And so next on Town Hall Tapes, uh, something very, very unpleasant uh, involving a far-right group, uh, I'll choose my words politely, uh, attending a Greenwich Council meeting. Uh, thankfully, we had uh, at least one local journalist there on the ground to try and document what happens. Uh, Daryl, um, that was you. Yeah, just the one. It was me. Yeah. Um, sat right next to them. Um, yes. Um, to cut a very long story short, um, I think we will all remember the, the murder of Pusley Lee Rigby in Woolwich um, just under five years ago now um, by um, Islamist fanatics. Um after his death, a, uh, the, the area where he uh, died, a, a, a kind of an unofficial memorial appeared. Um, and over time, this became dominated by football flags and, and, and other kind of things, and some sort of quite unpleasant things like loyalist memorabilia and uh, and, and things like that. And um, and it uh, and it wasn't particularly pleasant for the people who had to live next to it. There's a tower block next to it. There's a primary school just around the corner. And of course, they've had to also deal with the the, the trauma of having. A, a, a globally high-profile terrorist attack on their doorstep. Um, in the meantime, uh, an official memorial, a local memorial, uh, I would say in the absence of any action from the Ministry of Defence whatsoever on this, uh, British Council put a memorial in the old uh, St George's Garrison Church on Woolwich Common, which if you're ever passing is well worth a visit. And there's also a, a book of condolence to Fusilier Rigby in Woolwich Town Hall. Um, and so this year, Greenwich Council decided that, well, this is near, it's now time to, to clear away these these football cla- flags and this other stuff. And mm. so a couple of weeks ago, um, that's just what they did. However, the far right have been watching this. This is basically their shrine and um, a caretaker involved in, in taking this stuff away was had his face and name and details posted all over the Internet, started receiving death threats. Um, other unpleasant things happened, and uh, local councillors also started receiving death threats as well. Some very sinister people started to get involved. In the meantime, the press still called this a memorial, and and even and even one of the local papers even publicised a, a fund dedicated to the upkeep of this far right shrine. But let's uh, let's leave that by the by. Right. So anyway, there was due to be a protest last Wednesday night. Uh, and the BBC dutifully reported this as a peaceful protest on Wednesday night, um, which basically turned out to be, um, I mean, the council was very worried. There's a security lockdown over the whole place. Um, and, you know, the, pl- the place was swept by police. Everyone got searched coming in. And just for the start of the meeting, uh, about 10 to 12 people came in. Um, some of them were a little bit worse for drink, shall we say. And um, <laughs> when they leave the Greenwich Council, uh, Denise Highland gave a, a, a speech uh, explaining what had happened and why the council had taken this decision, started shouting abuse. 
and just kept on yelling stuff about Stephen Lawrence, who uh, obviously, you know, as you, you know, is the, the black mm. teenager who was killed 25 years ago in a, in a racist attack in Eltham and a, another um, attack that scars this area. Um, and just started saying you know, stuff about Muslims and terrorists and things like that. And it was a, a, an unpleasant encounter. Um, however, um, Denise Highland, the leader of Greenwich Council, the Labour leader of Greenwich Council, and uh, Matt Hartley, the Conservative leader on Greenwich Council, um, both faced them down admirably. Um, yes. And it was, yeah, and in, in, in that, they deserve huge congratulations. I'm just incredibly frustrated that I was the only journalist there. And, you know, the, the, you know the, this aspect of it is barely reported. And we know we will still see reports in the press about the memorial that no one's allowed to have. Mm. No, it was basically a shrine to the far right. And so you mentioned, Daryl, the, uh, the BBC reporting it being a peaceful protest. What was their source for this? Do you know? Um, I think they basically have been tipped off about this, this, this happening. And just after seven o'clock, they changed it. So it was sort of a, they must have done a preview of it and then did a sort of a, a past tense version of it that quoted the police saying a peaceful protest was planned. Nine o'clock, they did say that the meeting was disrupted or whatever, but they just referred to activists. These weren't activists. Most of these were drunk. These were drunk people who had been radicalised. Mm. And the BBC just gave, you know, just gave this a credit above far more than this deserved. This was far-right intimidation. And thankfully, the leader of my council rose above that. This is the Town Hall Tapes. So after all that, we have fun and games at the Vauxhall Constituency Labour Party about, const- about tenant ballots. Jason, tell us about the ballots. Always fun at Vauxhall Constituency Labour Party meetings. If Always. Only, if only I had the chance to actually attend and find out and witness these, these fun oh. games. Overtones here with what's happening in Haringey, which has obviously now oh. gone to become a mainstream story. Uh, and the, the, the um, alleged takeover of the Haringey Party by Momentum. Uh, Everyone's an expert now, aren't they? Everyone's an expert. Yeah, um, and including Andrew Barr this morning, although I thought he got the wrong end of the interview completely. So back in Vauxhall, the, the CLP, the Constituency Labour Party, much mm. to my surprise and other people as well, they passed a motion the other week uh, calling for their own party, calling for Lambeth Labour, uh, calling for the election manifesto to ballot residents living on estates that are threatened with regeneration. How revolutionary! That's quite tasty. Are there any uh, estates uh, due for this in, in their patch? There is. There's three estates. Uh, Lambeth wants to regenerate six in total. Three fall in with the uh, Vauxhall uh, CLP. The voting figures are quite interesting. So this was by no means um, um, a landslide vote. Uh, it was really quite even. Um, it was 33 in favour and 22 against, which gives you a number, an idea as to the number of people attending CLP meetings. <laughs> uh, interestingly, all local councillors voted against the motion, so they were against giving tenants a chance to decide upon their housing future. Mm-hmm. Um, the past decade, the, the Vauxhall CLP, uh, it's been no secret, it's been tightly controlled by the right-wing progress within the party. They've had a firm grip completely on the CLP. Um, they, they endorsed Liz Kendall uh, in the leadership contest two years ago. Uh, oh, I, I remember her. I suspect that her 4.5% came purely from Vauxhall itself. <laughs> uh, um, um, my understanding is, what I think is interesting here is, is this is not a momentum takeover. Um, I don't think it is in Haringey either. I think this is just a sense, really, of um, ordinary party members 
whatever it means to be an ordinary Labour Party member, and that they've really had enough of the Progress Cabinet and their inward-facing ways, and they think, yes, uh, Mr Corbyn said that, that uh, uh, tenants facing regeneration should be balloted first, and that sounds like, I think, a fairly just Labour principle to have. Um, interestingly, the motion went a step further as well. So this was also passed. It called for full, meaningful mm-hmm. and transparent consultation on service cuts and closures with residents. So I guess here we're talking Gosh. things such as libraries and the bookish gyms that are happening. What I think really is happening here is is uh, um, it's, it's too late in Lambeth. So we've mentioned before the election manifesto should be appearing uh, in a month or so's time. Uh, Lambeth Labour, in their usual paranoid fashion, um, really were basically shitting themselves, thinking, <laughs> thinking, that mo- thinking that momentum's coming. In Lambeth, they weren't. Um, I wouldn't say they're organised. They're kind of there behind the scenes doing things. But progress is very, very strong here. But also, there are general, decent, very great members of the local Labour Party that don't want to get caught up in momentum versus progress. They want to try and do things on the ground and actually try and prove the life for residents in the borough. So Lambeth Labour, being the paranoid bunch they are, got their ducks in place um, over a year or so ago, and got all the candidates lined up that are endorsed, that are kind of progress friendly. Um, mm-hmm. So now we have this motion that's been passed and we shall see if, if Lambeth Labour actually do include it in their election manifesto. Um, oh, are, you, are you holding your breath for this to happen? Well, um, I do recall this in a previous manifesto, it said free swimming for every resident. So we all know anyway that election oh, manifestos... A complete pack of lies, anyway. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Legally, they are, they are not legally binding. You can lie your backside off. Uh, Lambeth Labour have passed form on this. Anyway, Dabble, which I'll wind up there. Leave that thought out there. Um, so, please do tell people where can they read your work? Where can they find you online? Uh, they can see my stuff at 853london.com and at charltonchampion.co.uk. I also hang around Twitter sometimes, at Daryl1974. Okay, you can read most of my stories on BrixtonBuzz.com. I'm on Twitter, Jason underscore Cobb. Thank you for listening to Town Hall Tapes. I don't think we really said that um, too often. You can share this content. We're in the iTunes store. We're in Acast. Give us a search and we're there. You know, rate, review, subscribe. Thank you for listening. Cheerio. You have been listening to the Town Hall Tapes. Oh, dear.